Our guest, Brett Gilliland, shares with us how being vulnerable and believing in your staff is the best way to invest in people. He shares about how constantly working to be his best self and being vulnerable at the same time is really the key to his success. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss his nuggets of wisdom. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks. I have found the secret to transforming trauma into treasure. We start by choosing to invest in ourselves first, and then it overflows onto others. By sharing how we have overcome our obstacles, we ignite a tiny spark of hope, love, connection, and community in other people. And when we ignite that spark, the whole world lights up. And that's the power of investing in people. Just imagine what you could ignite when you invest in yourself first. Who is Brett Gilliland? Just in case you don't know, Brett has experience in high-impact, trusted advisor roles in both large and small organizations across multiple industries. He has worked with hundreds of million-dollar to $10 million entrepreneurs and their teams to develop and implement the organizational and leadership processes and systems they need to grow. As the original leader of Infusionsoft's built-to-last efforts, Brett spent 10 years growing Infusionsoft from $7 million in revenue to over $100 million. Brett's role at Infusionsoft included built-to-last champion, strategic advisor to the CEO, VP of Infusionsoft, and VP of Leadership Development. Brett also co-created the elite programs with Infusionsoft CEO, Clayton Mask, In February 2018, Brett bought the Elite business from Infusionsoft and named it Elite Entrepreneurs. When he isn't busy serving elite businesses, Brett loves his family life with his beautiful wife, Sharon, and their eight children. I always like to start off, Brett, with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Okay, I love that question. So I think that because I serve business owners who who have teams of people, um, I help I help them unlock the potential in their business by helping them see the value of people and leading them in a different way. And so when when I work with people, it's all about enrolling team members to help see a different possibility and going there together rather than like the business owner is just, you know, the monarch or the, you know, there's the queen bee who's giving all the orders and everybody else just gets in line. So I'm a big proponent of tapping into the power of, of people. And when we invest in people, when we grow people, we grow our business. Mm. I completely agree with you, which is why I started this podcast. So many people forget to grow their people. 
Yeah, and and sometimes they kind of know that they should or ought to, but it just always gets it, it always goes down the prioritization list. I was like, I have these pressing matters, and and investing in people usually suffers as a result. Absolutely. So, speaking of it being suffering, so tell us about an obstacle that you've overcome that actually showed that investing in people is something that you wanted to do. Let's see. So right now, I so I I am a business owner, and we we spun this business out of another company. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get into all the details around that, but. There was an intact team. That's that's the important part. There was an intact team, and we spun the business out. And there were four people before the business was spun out, and then only two of us decided to stay. The other two were invited to stay, but decided, you know, life was better somewhere else. So there's just the two of us who were kind of taking this out into the open waters after being in the safe harbor of a larger business. And... I, I remember pretty clearly I, this one right-hand team member who stuck stuck it out with me and was willing to take the risk. Uh, she had some really great raw ability. Um, she's very talented, but her experience set was kind of narrow. And it was it's it's been a couple years now since we spun out from that business, and her role has completely shifted from one that was more on the more on the sales and marketing side of our business to now on the customer success side of our business. So she's she's gone from marketing and bringing in new customers to helping the customers we get be successful. And it was my investment in her that allowed her to make that change and now she's she she was she was super valuable to me when she was the one and only team member that came full time, mm-hmm. and now she's even more valuable to me that we have we have more team members. But just the growth in her has made her super valuable and helped me overcome the challenge of going out on our own. Um, so it's kind of a unique way to start a business. We built it inside of another business and then spun it out, but it was still getting our, our own legs underneath us or being kicked out of the nest and, and fly on our own power was a, a thing that could have been, you know, could have been devastating for the business. We could have lost it, but because I was willing to invest in her, we were able to make it through that time. And uh, so I don't know if that's a great example, but that's the one that comes to mind. Absolutely. It's a great example. So tell me, what did you do to invest in her? Well, I think investing, um, it's not another way of saying believe in people, but you have to start there, right? Mm. So first of all, she knew that I believed in her and I put trust in her in a way that I, I would hand her things that I knew she had the raw capability to do, even if she didn't know how to do it. And so I didn't do it in a way that was like sink or swim, pushing you out of the boat, good luck. I did it in a way that said, okay, we're going to try this. We're going to put on this life vest, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're not going to die. There's there's a safety mechanism. I'm here. We can talk about it. every. Like I set up a weekly one-on-one check-in. Mm-hmm. And so I would give her things, and then I would just support her along the way until she said, okay, Brett, I, you know, I have this now. Like you don't need to, you don't need to be concerned. I've got it. So – I, and I'm 
constantly doing that. You know, running a business is very dynamic and from quarter to quarter or year to year, there's different needs and things are shifting. And, and, and every time I hand her something new, she knows it comes with belief first. I believe in her and I trust that she will own that responsibly and that if she needs help, she will rely on me to give it. But so she won't keep it a secret from me, right? She's going to come to me and say, Brett, I'm struggling if she is struggling. Um, otherwise, I'm just there to make sure she doesn't have a disaster. She can scrape her knees right, if she's learning to ride a bike, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have to have broken bones to learn a bike. Mm. And so I can help. I can be right there. Mm, that's beautiful. I love how you said uh, believe in her first and 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 the opportunity comes for her. You're giving her permission to share with you, hey, I'm not really sure what's going on here. Help me out here. I'm kind of struggling. I mean, the, talk about fearless conversations. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And, and I think one more element I want to add to this is the element of clarity. Mm. So when I hand her something, it's not it's not a it's not a cloud of question marks. It's very clear. Here's the ownership that I'm giving to you. And we have uh, in our weekly check-in conversation, we have um, what we call our big three. So she knows the key three measures for her role. That's the focus week in and week out. So when I hand her something, it doesn't come with ambiguity. It comes with clarity. And when she can own something, she knows exactly what's good, what's expected and how it's going to be measured and how it aligns to our company goals. She, she nails it. And so that's, that's an important element is belief. And then, and then handing over ownership with clarity, which then enables accountability. You can't just hold people accountable and say, I gave it to them and now I'm holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. You, you have to give people clarity so that they can have ownership with accountability. Well, I completely agree. That's like having a silent contract with them if you don't give them clarity, right? You're kind of going, so you need to do this, and I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Right. Yeah, it's a guessing game. Good luck. Yeah. We're, I'm crossing my fingers. Right? Yeah. And, that, and then we're getting into sink or swim territory, and that's not, that's not investing in your people. That's hoping they won't die. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Pat you on the back and go, good luck out there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome share. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. So what lesson have you learned by investing in other people? So what I've learned is that as much as we'd like to believe that if, if we remove ourselves from the picture, everything will come tumbling down, that there are, there are actually very capable people around us all the time. And I think as business owners or as people in general, sometimes we, we overstate our own abilities. In other words, we believe highly that we can do things and we understate other people's abilities. I don't know why that is, but I think it's kind of a human tendency that we go and and we, we aren't necessarily saying I am better than people, but we also, we, we know what we're capable of, of doing. So we're, and we're willing to take a risk on ourselves, right? We do it every day. We're like, I'm willing to go try that. Um, and with other people, we can't see that inside of them. And so because we can't see it clearly, I don't know, maybe we just think it's not there or something. But 
we kind of inadvertently believe that we can do th- things or try new things and other people might not be able to. Oh, I, I totally agree with you. I think we, we come from a um, almost like a fixed or fear mindset when we're we're so controlling over, heaven forbid, I have to call in sick for a day and someone else has to take over. What, what am I going to do? The, the whole place is going to fall apart, right? And so just like you said, you know, that's not always, the, that's not the case at all. The case is when you invest in another person and you believe in them and you set up um, responsibility with clarity, you have this huge accountability that you can take a week off and for a vacation because you can count on these other people. Yeah, exactly. And we, we get into like self-fulfilling prophecy mode mm-hmm. in many, many aspects of our life. But that's when we're like, I don't give away anything. I keep it so close to the vest. Therefore, if I'm absent, things are going to fall apart. Right. Yeah, if that's if that's right. the environment you've created, then then that might be true. But it's not it's not because people can't rise to the occasion. It, it might be because you haven't figured out how to relinquish some control. Yes, I agree. Completely agree. So, Brett, tell us about a time when you were vulnerable with another person and that actually gave you confidence. So uh, I'm fortunate to have spent some time working for and with the CEO of a company called Keep, K-E-A-P. It used to be called Infusionsoft, and they rebranded. But the CEO, so a close friend of mine, uh, his name is Clayt Mask. And Clayt was very artful in building trust in a leadership team. And he modeled vulnerability. And I'm grateful to this day that he taught me the power of building trust through vulnerability. Mm. And so uh, I guess there are probably many, many times, but uh, I'll share, I don't know, instead of maybe my specific experience, I'll, I'll share the, the exercise that we use. Yeah. It actually comes from a book called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that, Shay. Yes. Okay, love that book. Yes. Uh, Pat, Patrick Lencioni or Lencini, I don't know how he pronounces it. Never heard him say his own name, but <laughs> his books are awesome. And there's a there's an exercise towards the back of the book that that's a fairly simple exercise, but as you it's a progressing it, it progresses you to a place of more more vulnerability as you go. So here's the simple exercise. Again, it's not it's not mine. It's one that we use though in our team development process with people. Um, you start out by sharing. So this imagine you're in a in a group of leaders. You're just this is a team, and it doesn't have to be leaders. It could be a team, an intact team mm-hmm. at work. And you're in an offsite planning session, right? You get away from the office occasionally to make plans for the future. And in that setting, you decide you want to build some trust by being being more vulnerable with each other. And the exercise goes like this. You first you first say, by the way, the leader models this. The leader goes first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want to hold back at the, as the leader and let others go first. And being vulnerable, the leader goes first. So the leader starts and says, with where they grew up, or basically where they're from, mm-hmm. how many children in their family, and what what order they were in the siblings, and then something that happened in their childhood years or their growing up years that shaped who they who they became mm. as, as an adult. So 
so you can see it's, it's like progressively more vulnerable, right? Yeah. I'm from here. A little, a little more vulnerable. Oh, my, this is what my family looked like. And I was this number in the age order, right? Which may or may not come with some ideas about what their upbringing was like. But then say something in their growing up years that shaped who they became. All of a sudden you get into conversations that can be very vulnerable. I've, I've heard executives of companies in those settings share things about, you know, their, their, the financial situation of the family they grew up in or a difficult moment when parents divorced or, you know, other human things that, you know, uh, who, who knew we're all human <laughs> beings and we put on this facade at work and we go, nope, I'm a robot. I have right. a job and a title and a box and a pay, you know, like, like yeah. it's very transactional and behind all of that, there's still a human being. And when mm-hmm. we figure out as leaders how to be mobile, more vulnerable with each other, we unlock some potential in our companies that wouldn't be there otherwise. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you, which is why I asked that question. So- yeah, you gave me a softball. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for, for answering that. I love that exercise. Uh, and hopefully our listeners will use that in their in their businesses as well. Or in their families. Or, or in their communities or wh- wherever they need to build more trust. Uh, that's a really great little exercise. It doesn't have to be long. You know, each person sharing can share. I mean, you don't put a time frame to it, but I've heard people take five or seven minutes. I've heard people take 12, 15 minutes. I mean, just really share in depth. I've, I've seen, you know, executives, um, hard, tough executives shed tears in these mm-hmm. moments. And all of a sudden, you know, some nitpicky things about working with so-and-so and they're hard to get along with. All of a sudden we're like, oh, there's a person there right? <laughs> that, I, that I didn't know. And right. I'm starting to get to know them as a person. And I, I like that. I like them, mm-hmm. you know. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because, again, that's exactly why I asked that question. Because so many times we forget that we are humans, like you said, and we just go through and uh, out the day. I've even, as a robot, and I've even heard recently where we're talking about how we have to reboot ourselves. It's like, no, we are not computers. We don't have to reboot we need to call it as something else, refresh, uh, take a reset, you know, step back, take a break, whatever it is you want to call it. But remember, we're still human. So I love that you said it like that. So, Brett, yeah. when what was the last time that you did something for the first time? Oh, wow. I love that question. Uh, last time I did something for the first time. Well, here's here's me being vulnerable. The last time I did something for the first time, uh, about a week ago, I, um, I got into a, a, what's called a pre-hearing call. Um, I have recently found out that some of my children who struggle are, are on the spectrum for autism. Mm. And there, there are state programs and helps uh, where I live. I live in Arizona and there's uh, a process for applying for services. And one of my sons got approved for services and one got denied. And Mm. so I've been learning a lot about 
how to advocate appropriately for a child who has some needs, and it's a struggle. It feels like sometimes it feels like the system is designed to discourage people from seeking some help or su support. Mm -hmm. I know they're not intended to be that way, but the way they ended up in in practicality, it just feels sometimes like you're hitting a wall. And so, anyway, I've, I'm going through an appeals process right now, and I'm not a lawyer. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm trying to decide if I go try to, you know, go see a judge on my own or get some help from a lawyer. But yeah, that's that's the first time thing I never expected to be doing that I've just done here in the last couple of weeks. Wow! And I just want to commend you and say bravo for the work that you're doing. I have I am connected to lots of parents who have uh, children with autism. And there are those who become the advocates, and then there are those who put their head in the sand like an ostrich. So thank you for being the advocate. And um, uh, when this interview is over, we'll definitely have to uh, I'll just share some resources with you. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did happen to notice your. The, the Voices for Hope Foundation that you created, I, I couldn't help but notice the, the mention of autism there, and yeah. I would love to chat further. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. So that you have just a plethora of so many amazing things in your life, and now one is advocating for your children. So what do you want to be remembered for? What is your legacy? Uh, thank you for asking. I don't get to think about that enough. Probably, I don't. I don't invite myself to think about that enough. Um, legacy. Well, it's definitely not the size of my bank account. Uh, not because <laughs> because of its current reality, but because its relative importance to everything else doesn't really matter. Um, not for growing some huge, amazing business. I definitely want to be remembered more as somebody who gave of self to serve others, uh, starting with my own family, and uh, yeah, having having some positive impact on others that they would remember with some fondness, maybe something I had done for them. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you. How can people connect with you? What are your social media platforms? Oh, thank you. Um, so you can definitely find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Twitter. My name, uh, Brett Gilliland, is hard to it's hard to say Gilliland, but <laughs> Brett has two T's, and Gilliland is G I L L I L A N D. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Jim Collins professionally, all his work. So early on when Twitter was brand new, I grabbed a handle built to last champ. Mm. And it's the number two. It's not the word T-O. It's built the number two last champ is my Twitter handle. It kind of stuck. But anyway, I, I love helping organizations be exceptional I focus specifically on helping seven-figure business owners grow, and we have a website and a business dedicated to that. Our, our business is called Elite Entrepreneurs, but our, our website is growwithelite.com, all spelled out, growwithelite.com. 
Mm, wonderful. So if you want to connect with Brett, go to his uh, LinkedIn or Twitter. And uh, you can also connect with him on his, his uh, e- a website, growwithelite.com. So Brett, it has been awesome having you. And I always like to leave with this question. So what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you li- living by right now? Oh, thank you very much. Um, so you, you'll be proud of me because I know you you coach people. Um, I did some coaching at one point in my life where I put together my I am statements. Is what yes. my coach calls it. Yes. So I have a set of fourteen I am statements that I um, I tell myself every single day without fail. For years and years, mm-hmm. uh, I also write in a journal every single day for years and years. So those are two of the practices. And I'll just share one of those I am statements. Yeah. Um, uh, so here's here's one of the randomly that your listeners might enjoy. I don't know if they'll enjoy it or not, but uh, <laughs> here it is. Okay, I am constantly working to be my best self and assume the same of others. If I or others fall short, I simply forgive and move forward. Mm. So that's one of my I am statements. That is absolutely beautiful, especially about the forgiveness part. I think so many times we forget that part. Well, I just know how many times I mess up and yeah. to not afford that same opportunity to somebody else feels a little off to me. So let's forgive and move forward. Let's, go to something better than than today i agree i completely agree with you and just want to say brett thank you so much for your time and uh it's been honored being connected with you on linkedin and thank you so much for for being persistent and keep emailing me and this (laughs) these conversations has been a wonderful good thank you for having me on your podcast shay I, i wish nothing but the best for you Are you looking for an inspiring and energetic speaker or host for your special event? Do you wish to have more confidence, more love, and more accepting of yourself? And you're curious about how to work with me one-on-one? Or are you looking for a brainstorming and visionary consultant on how to grow your business? When your answer is yes then I invite you to send me an email at heyshay at shaysparks.com. That's H-E-Y-S-H-A at S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S dot com. Looking forward to hearing from you. part of our show and it's people like you that make this show possible so we hope that you know you are appreciated don't forget to subscribe comment and share this podcast and when you want to continue the fun and conversation join my official community on the Shea Sparks Facebook page that's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S on Facebook 
looking forward to connecting with you. May your day be filled with the sparks of hope that ignites you to invest in yourself and the people around you. Why, you may ask? Because you are worth it.